Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, quits his leg, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. The Nothing But Niners crew is back. And yes, damn it, Callie, another Nothing But Niners show. Once again, it's on. Huh? I see you over here, man. We're going to talk about what you was hating on earlier, too. Don't worry, Callie. I'm going to get back to you. But before we do any of that, man, let me go through these formalities. First and foremost, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, we really hope you enjoy the content. And if you do, please subscribe. Also, hit the like button. Turn on those notifications because we do bring you guys impromptu shows, shows where you don't get an hour, two hours, three hours, two days advance notice uh, shows that just come to you because there's breaking news, you know, stuff like that. We have to break down. Whoa. What the hell kind of bug was that? And I got a touch screen, so I almost ended the whole show just now. Sorry. Um, yeah. So make sure you guys hit the like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications. OK. Also, guys, uh, give us a follow on our Twitter and Snapchat handles, those are nothing but 9ERS. Again, that is nothing but 9ERS. All right. Uh, we also have um, Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitch. And Facebook. All of those are nothing but Niners. I haven't mentioned Snapchat in a long time. Uh, Nick was doing that. I don't know if that's still up and running. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But, guys, I am your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL, on this side of me, which is in ghost time, my left, but in, on the screen, my right, which is all weird to me, is my man, Brian. He is backstater underscore Niner. Brian, man, first of all, I, I'm, before I even ask how you're doing, love the background. I see the 49ers, king of teams. What's up with the Ray Charles, like the sunglasses? Like, what you what you doing over there? The future's bright, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. How you been? What's going on with you, man? Long time no see. Yeah, I was out for a couple weeks. I had some surgery. Uh, shout out to uh, 
the Ben Care Clinic for taking care of me and making sure everything went right. Um, and uh, a little PSA for those of you young men who are starting to get into your later 30s and 40s. Go get checked out. Make sure you get those scopes that you don't want to get because you might find out you got stuff going on that you need to get taken care of. Oh, now I'm scared. Damn it. My wife has been telling me to go get that kind of stuff done, and I'm just like hesitant and relaxed and like, nah, I'm okay. I'm good. I would feel if something's yeah. wrong, and now you're making me nervous. So, all right. All right. I guess it's time to make some appointments, man. All right. Uh, can you guys hear the wind blowing in the microphone? No, oh, you're good from my end anyway. All right. That's what I'm talking about, man. So we are going to be discussing the cornerback position today. First, let me go through these comments here. Uh, I don't see any contributions and that's fine, but uh, I just want to say what's up to everybody in here, man. Uh, shout out to all the people in the chat. I see Miss Debbie, Callie, Theo, Taylor Gang, uh, Poppy Pablo, Mariah in the building, Ray White, Manuel Martinez, 49ers Chinel, Chanel, C-H-I-N-E-L. I don't want to offend anybody. Danny, uh, man, just everybody in here, man. Look at all you guys looking lovely. Breezy, Breezy, where you at? How you going to tell me I sound greasy, but he ain't on here? Oh, he said he was working. <laughs> he's he busy. Said he said he was working. Breezy going to jump in. I know he's going to jump in here soon, so I'm not worried about that. Nick is on his way home from work. Nick will be jumping on here also. So uh, before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show, let's talk about some of the new stuff that's going on with the 49ers. Uh, now, Brian, really quick. Um, yeah. We did we did the prediction shows, early early roster, uh, not roster, but uh, record predictions, and I right. know that you you weren't on any of those. Uh, do you have your prediction? You don't have to give me wins and law uh, like specific wins and losses, but uh, the, what record do you think the Niners come up to, and uh, uh, why? I sent it to you. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, when I go through and I look at it, I don't just look at rosters i look at travel schedules and whether you're playing in cold weather versus warm weather and whether you got short weeks long weeks and everything else and when i broke it down and i don't do just the niners i break down the entire nfl and try to look at you know that way you can see what your opponents are doing and what their you know schedules are going to look like and how that you know whether they're suffering from jet lag or what time the games are at and all those different factors and i try to incorporate all that information and uh I sent you my predictions, but I can pull them up. I went with 14 and three overall. Um, I had us with uh, a road loss in Tennessee, uh, the mm -hmm. home loss with Colts, and one, I think it's the away, the the road game in Arizona. I think I had us losing. We're just looking at the schedule, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that that's what I, I think it was. So I had us 14 and three. And I think that's a, a pretty good window because I think. Um, you know, I said before, as soon as the opponents were announced, I said, I think our floor for this season was going to be before they added the 17th game, it was going to be 11, 11 wins was our floor. Right. So, so um, I, I think that, you know, getting to see that schedule and looking at things and, and just looking at where some of the other opponents are that even some of those tougher games that we think, but that's also, I also took into consideration that I believe that Aaron Rodgers will never step foot in green Bay to play football again. So, so you've seen the and, unless they there, fire their GM, I just don't see it happening, and I don't see that happening either. So I don't think that that's going to ever happen. Um, but that's just you know. So so Do I, I think, don't. Think, I think when they come to to uh, San Francisco, I think that that's going to be a, a good a good win for us. Do you think the GM is the issue over there? I know he's saying that he doesn't like the the well. What was the when word? When it all when it all started, that's what he said. He said either the 
the clown goes or I go, basically, is what he said. You know, it was like the GM can go or I'm going to or I go. And obviously, uh, LaFleur is living in his dream world where he thinks that things are miraculously just going to fall back into place. Um, but as we saw recently last week, I think, or earlier this week when they did the interview with uh, Rogers while he's out there in Hawaii, um, you know, he does. it doesn't sound like he's changed his tune. You know, he's very much he's been very open that it has nothing to do with Jordan. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that of him personally, but of the philosophy of the direction the team is headed. He doesn't. That's agree what with he it. said. That's what he said. The philosophy of the team. What right. the hell does that mean? They're in the NFC championship game every year. What is there to disagree with, man? Because what do you what, what do you think he wants? What did you think he wanted last year in the draft to help him be more successful in this league? I, I don't know. More weapons, know. and they he, didn't get him more weapons. He said it they, wasn't about the players. He said it wasn't about the roster. That's I understand, but when you're talking about philosophy, that it's not necessarily about the individual players. I think he's talking about the growth. Like with the 49ers, we are consistently looking forward, and, and we know who's potentially leaving and how we're going to replace those pieces. And I don't. I think he wants to see the wanted to see the Green Bay Packers do the same thing, and I think he felt as though that's not what's happening. And so with the exception of maybe they were thinking about replacing him, which is why they got Jordan Love. He's 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 such a freaking diva, man. But, you know, if he wants to exact. OK, if, if, if you want to go down that road, if he wants <laughs> to be the, the diva that we're looking at him being, which rightfully so, he kind of has earned over his career. You know, he when you are successful, regardless of how many Super Bowls you end up with, if you are successful in statistically like he has been, you know, they're. His, his thought process should be taken into account a little bit, too. Like, I understand that the quarterback doesn't run the team. I mean, we saw that with, you know, Deshaun throwing out the ultimatum, and now, you know, out of the woodwork, he's in trouble. And, you know, Aaron, I'm assuming, doesn't want to see that happen, but he's willing to, at some point, we got a Schefter tweet that said Adam was re- or Aaron was retiring. So, you know, that's kind of been pushed to the wayside, whether that was premature, whether that was uh, not confirmed, but – there, that news came out, so we don't know what's happening with him. And as far as I'm concerned, I think at this point, with where things are at, I just don't see him coming back to the team. Yeah, I, he's. I, I, and he's caught up with his new life that he's living with his new woman and doing the, the things that they want to do. And he doesn't. He's made enough money that he doesn't have to play football anymore if he doesn't want to. All right, I, I, I won't dive onto it because it's not a. It's not a. Packers show, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, right, right. This he he really has been rubbing me the wrong way for a while now, but it is what it is. I digress. Let's go ahead and get to uh some 49ers news. So the latest uh notes and nuggets and rumors are this one here. Uh Adam Schefter tweets out former Broncos linebacker Brandon Marshall worked out today for the 49ers per source. Um <clears throat> so I will let me let me get your thoughts on this since you you know. You've been gone the longest. I want to hear from you, man. Let me let me put you to work while you're here. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, to me, not not exciting news. Uh, what does concern me is we do often see this where they bring a player in, and then in three days we find out that someone is injured or not going to be on this roster. So there may be some information that hasn't been released that we don't know. Maybe Aziz is having some sort of issue or maybe Flanagan Fowles is having some sort. So they need to bring more competition into that room because the, the guys that are currently on the roster there, I mean, they've got more than enough as far as competition concerned. So there's no real reason. And I don't know 
because I'm not at his tryout, obviously, whether or not, you know, he's an upgrade as the over Gary or Jerry, however you pronounce his last name. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for in right. him. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't excited about the news. I don't really have a feeling either way, but it does concern me just in the fact that we do oftentimes get word of workouts and stuff that are happening and it may not be that particular player, but something's happening at that position that we don't know about. So that's my concern right now. I mean, all right. So yeah, they're, they're, that is an alarm. This guy hasn't played on, <laughs> he hasn't played in, a, in an actual NFL game since the 2018 season. Right. <laughs> well, I see, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people in the NFL and a lot of fans, um, we see names, right? And these names might have been big at one point in time, and we think about them in that context. And so, you know, Brandon Marshall's good linebacker five years ago, you know, but I don't know that he necessarily would be a good linebacker today, you know. I'm, and I'm not going to get into the whole other debate of a wide receiver that they keep talking about and won't shove about, but same sort of thing. You're living in the past. I want to know what you can do for me now, you know, sort of thing. And so I, I don't know. And because I wasn't at a tryout, I'm not going to know. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I saw it here and I just couldn't believe that, uh, you know, he was trying out for the Niners. I mean, I, I just, when I read the tweet, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, all right, all right, linebacker Brandon Marshall worked out for the Niners today. And immediately, I think it was in the group chat. I was like, bro, I think it's been like three years since this dude has played football. And right. I looked it up. He was on a roster in 2019 but got cut during the final roster cuts. That was the last time he's done anything in his professional career. That was the last time he has done anything in his professional career. And so I just don't know what kind of help we think we're getting from somebody like that. Like it was, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. DJ Malone says, did Mike block me? I, I don't know what he means by that. I haven't. I, I, I see him in the comments, so he's not blocked from uh, yeah, YouTube. I'm not, I'm not sure what he means. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking to see if I maybe missed a message or something. But All right. Uh, no. So I, I don't know. I think that if he makes this team, the Niners are in trouble. I, that has as to as a stay. whole or at that position group, huh? As a whole or at that position group. <laughs> it's a good, definitely. Like, if he definitely makes it as the fifth linebacker, then I not think the team is in trouble. <laughs> you know. Well, well, all right. So definitely as a position group, as a team, because you're telling me you can't find anybody that hasn't has played in the last three years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what the free agency market looks like right now, but I'm fairly sure it's slim pickings across the board at most of the position groups, just because of where we're at in the off season. Okay. Okay. Let's play this game. I'm, I'm going to look up free agent linebackers right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look up free agent. This is supposed to be the cornerback show. <laughs> it, it, it sure is. But the Niners brought this on us. Um, and I'm going to look them up 
right now. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. All right. All types in, inside linebackers. Okay. Wait, are these people signed? These people are signed. Where are the free ones? Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a screen share so you can tell me uh what I, what I'm doing here wrong and right and all that stuff, okay? Sure. All right. I don't, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can shit. help you, but we'll go we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try it. Free agent linebackers. Nope. Right. Here we go. Can you see the screen? Yep. Let me get this little ad off. Okay. So this means they're on a team. Okay. Or does this mean they're all on the team? Wait, are these free agents? Status available. My bad. There we okay, go. Yeah. That should help. Okay. The first name here. Mm-hmm. Juan Alexander. Ruben Foster. Is he come? There's no way. Listen, I'm not gonna do this. I am not doing this right now, bro. There's no way that these other people, he's better than these guys. And well, maybe it was something. Maybe they're looking at uh, working them out for, you know, because they always keep their rosters up to date of who's available if something does happen. So maybe it was just one of those kind of things. Nobody's seen him play in the league for a year or two years now. Or not anybody, but most of us haven't seen him play. So this maybe they're just doing their due diligence, you know. Dion Buchanan is available, bro. He's somebody that could fill in it too. Man, don't get me started. It, okay. All right. Let me, let me end this screen share because <laughs> – all right, because bro, if if he may, okay, I have an answer for you. If he makes this roster, we're in trouble as a team and at the position group. As because far as now evaluation, I'm, I'm because I'm stuck. I'm I am now double, triple, quadruple guessing the judgment of everybody in the roster. I mean, in in the building, in the building, and D'Amico Ryan's in particular. I don't know if he if he's linked to him somehow. And maybe that's why this is happening. Maybe it was like come work out to get his name back in headlines to get him looks. I know teams do things like that for people right. if they have similar agents and shit like that. I'm hoping that's what this is. But for somebody who hasn't been on an NFL team uh, in, in an actual game since 2018, the Niners cannot be seriously considering that guy. And I have nothing against him. I just think that you can get somebody with younger. I mean, he, he was drafted in what, 2012 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, they can get somebody younger. And who's probably in better football shape than him? Sure, that's all I'm saying. That's right. all I'm saying. And it might come into the you know being the money guy. You know, I always my mind always goes there too. I mean, you can get him at a vet minimum, no problem. Maybe Quan Alexander wants three million dollars. You know, how much so, money do you think Ruben Foster is going to cost? Can we go back to Ruben Foster? We let him go. I, he, I don't. He we, I mean, you can, but I don't think they would. I think that John Lynch got burnt in that situation, and he'll never, probably, other than in an interview, say his name ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'm just wondering, man, because it's like I said, it was it was a little off. Like I was like, what? You can't be serious. Okay. All right. All right. But Dion Buchanan is somebody I would definitely be looking at because he can help out at safety and linebacker. Safe, yep. So this that if if we are truly in need that's who i would be looking for but i mean you guys talked about it on the last show you know we do have some individuals who are currently in our safety slash db group that could just like they did with flanagan fouls and stick you know slide him you know we have a couple of guys that could do that so it makes me question what might be going on in our linebacker room yeah. And that's 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 the only thing that it brought up for me was a little concern as to what don't we know is going on yet, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me just make sure I got some messages coming here. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure it wasn't like the guy trying to get in. I do this. I have this really, really bad habit of ignoring Wayne when he's saying, bro, I need the code. I need the code to get back in. So I wanted to make sure I, I wasn't doing that now. Uh, we got a contribution here with your name on it. Brian, are you talking it. about Julio Jones with your living right. in the past statement? He was only injured last season before that even balling. Yep. I'm, I am a definite what have you done for me lately? And lately he was injured. <laughs> One so, season? That's enough, man. No, Brian. And, and to top that off, all the Fairweather fans are like, bring Julio in because he's tied to the system. We don't have the money. You can look at it and say we have the money, but people are not taking into consideration that our top three draft picks aren't signed yet, signed yet, which is like $7 million plus million, so you can take that off of the money we have on the books, and another $3 million for the practice squad that's going to go away completely, and then you got to work out Warner's extension. That takes priority over bringing Julio Jones in as far as I'm concerned. Okay. All right. Now, I agree with the financial part of it. Now, my re my rebuttal to that is we know that the team can and will make cap space for someone that they want. We know that, right? That's To an extent, yes. You can't just free up $20 million. We don't have it. There, that's not possible. I I'll leave you to it. I'm it's not, not that magic. I know they're magic numbers, but they're not that magic. Unless Parag starts getting somebody taking a straight up like pay cut, which is not going to happen. <laughs> But you know, what I do want to hold your, your feet to the fire for is your statement on what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. Now, this guy, I'm going to I'm going to kill this bug on my screen. Oh, it's it's standing on the end broadcast button. Hold on. Mother See, I, I hit the message. OK, touch screens. I hate touch screen stuff. Oh, my God. I hate it. All right. Um, you said he's been injured. It was just one year. You're just right. One year. Yeah. But if you he would he would Listen, if he would restructure his contract, because it's money that holds me up on Julio, it's impossible to move him to us without doing something extreme that I don't want to do. I don't want to release any players that we have. I don't want to trade any players for him. We don't really have the capital left to go and get him to pay a price that Atlanta is willing to let him go at. And it's just not feasible. Like, it would be a great addition. But I, I think that the players that we currently have on this roster, not better than Julio, but good enough that we don't need to spend that capital when we have other things that this team needs to take care of. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But my issue with what your statement was, was that what have you done for me lately? He's been injured, not interested, but you don't have that same attitude with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what my issue was with that statement. That's, that's the only thing I was going to challenge you on. So my Come situation on. with, it's kind of hard to do this because you're talking about two separate individuals with two different injury histories, with two different positions. Um, and, you know, what the goal was with Jimmy was to make sure that we had a prominent backup. Now, I've been very – I know I haven't been on with you guys here live, but I've been in the chat, and I've been pretty adamant that um, Jimmy will be with this team for this year. Even if he gets beat out for QB1, he is a better backup than anybody else we have the ability to get right now, as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, from my two cents. Mm -hmm. And I think paying our quarterback room, you know, $35 million, is on par with what the rest of the league is doing. It's a little bit more, but it's pretty close to being on par with what the rest of the league is doing this season. 
So the rest of the league is also doing, sorry to interrupt you. The teams that are close to that, that money is tied up. I would say 99% in one player. Sure. And then the other guys are just anybody they can come in and throw in there as opposed to Jimmy wouldn't be taking up 99% of that. He'd be taking up something like, like 70% of it. And then the other 30 go into our first round draft pick. So I, I like your, I like your point on that. But when it comes to, it's not just about the fact that he was injured last year as a wide receiver. I look at wide receivers a little differently because they're finesse players, right? Okay. You, you know, you got your burners, you got your route runners, you know, it just depends on what you guys do. You got your, your Anquan Boldens who are just possession guys. Like they're going to go out and they're going to beat you for the ball every damn time. Cause they're going to, that's how it works. You know, they're just so good at what they do. Um, and you know, when you got a guy who who maybe has lost a step or, you know, if you start having hamstring injuries, hamstring injuries is not like an ACL. You don't just go in there and repair it and it's better. Hamstring injuries become chronic. It's like a back injury. That's why I love Hurd and I hope the best for him and he does great. But I have concerns that that back injury could be lingering. OK, I'm just putting out my feelings about it. So but when you have something that is. Hamstrings to me. I worked in the medical field for 20 years as a practitioner, not as like a lab tech or something. I treated patients for 20 years in the military. When you have things like that, where it's muscle strains and ligament, like uh, um, uh, muscle strains, cramping, you know, chronic type things, lower back pain, uh, hamstring injuries, calf injuries, uh, or you twist your ankles and stuff like that. It just continues to go. Now I got it. These guys have the best trainers in the world. And they're, you know, they're going to do everything. They got the money to fix whatever they can try to fix. But sometimes the human body just starts to break down. And when you're talking about those type of things, muscular issues, you know, those things concern me more so than like an ACL or like a meniscus. You know, the meniscus is just the cushion between two bones. That's all it is. So you can go and have a surgery and have a new cushion put in and then you're good to go. You know, otherwise you got two bones that are just grinding on each other. That's, that's the meniscus is just the cushion. So like with, you know, depending on how Wilson tore his, you know, whether it was a bucket handle tear or something, some other sort of partial or complete tear to his meniscus, they may go in and just give him a new shock absorber and it's, it's a done deal. Okay. But so that's why I am concerned. I, like my mind says a little different when it comes to the types of injuries that you suffer and your job on the team. Right. Okay. All right. All right. What's really the benefit for bringing him in here? His benefit bringing him in here is the long ball, right? That's his benefit. That's what he's going to do better than anybody else that we currently have on the team. And and being able to fight for possession of that ball, right? He's going to win possession. And usually, I mean, he's not a speed. It's not going to be like burning down the field like Goodwin should have been. But you, not you anymore. Know not anymore. Right. Before he would have. Right. Like in his, in his prime, absolutely. So. I don't know if that answers your question exactly, but that's my thought process behind what I said. All right. All right. I respect it, man. I just wanted to get, I had to test you real quick. You know, I want to give you a little bit of pushback. I'm not going to, not going to fight you about this one though. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. But I see people are like, Brian never answers the question. I'm like, I'll answer your question and I'll answer it straight up, but there's going to be a reason behind it. You might not like it or agree with it, but there's a reason why I say what I say. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I, I, you know me, man, I'm just, I'm going, I'm going through this the way I want to go through it. And, uh, you know me, I don't worry about all the comments all the time. You can't, I can't do that. And he's um, not going to Seattle. He's not going to yeah, whatever people. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so let's, 
Let's talk these safeties, man, because it, it might just be the two of us tonight. It might be a really short show. Um, sure. Cornerbacks. So what? Cornerbacks, right? What did I say? Safety. You guys I did mean, that. You and Nick did that Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me right now, man. I, I am so sorry. Yes, let's talk corners, okay? Um, so last year, let me see. Hold on. Let me see. 49er. Final 53-man roster, 2020. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? You'd be surprised at how many articles are written now about projecting. <laughs> projecting? Projecting the final 53. It's We oh. haven't seen a single... Uh, we haven't seen, seen a single, not one preseason game yet, and people have articles written on projections for i would project the 53 man too as soon as the draft was over i had mine done you ha yeah but hold on man let's put that up on the uh youtube show so people can kill you on the youtube channel <laughs> you can, you can well, that's what over. we're doing right now we're breaking it down position by position i can yeah. give you my safeties if you want me to get caught up <laughs> uh all right so here we'll, we'll go with corners we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the program here actually you know what what safeties did you have because last year they kept four how many did right. you have them keeping this year, and who were they? So I have them keeping four again, and I think that it's going to be Tart and Ward. They mm -hmm. brought them back for a reason. I think Hufanga is going to be the other one. You don't draft the guy in the fifth round and not, and then let him go. I don't think. And then, so as long as everybody's healthy, I think it's those three and more. I think more will be here. No Harris, huh? Um, I think I had. I have Harris make, going to the practice squad. Oh, okay. If he's okay. I have he to eligible, yeah, I don't. I, I never know how the eligible, and they changed the eligibility rules like last year, or the year before, some shit like that, right? So, I'm not sure how that works anymore. But okay, actually, I had Harris and Maiden go into the uh, practice squad. Okay, I got you. All right, so the final 53 last year, they the 49ers kept one, two, three, four, five corners. Only five last year. Did you know that? Yeah, it seems low, doesn't it? Right. We usually keep between five or six. That's usually right. where we're at. Yeah, I was expecting six. So they kept last year. Uh, Richard Sherman, no longer here. Akella Witherspoon, no longer here. Manuel Mosley, here. Kwan Williams, here. And Jason Verrett, here. Right. So they, they kept three of those guys. Uh, now, right but now, I, the, the roster consists of. I thought uh, somebody was on injured, too, though. So they had somebody on, on IR who was coming back. Last year? Yeah, I think somebody went in on Pup or something like that, but they anticipated that they were holding a roster spot with somebody else for that, I thought, but I could be wrong. Are you Are you thinking about – we we had a debate on the other show. Are you thinking about uh, DJ Reed? And then he went to Seattle. Is right, because we ended about? up cutting him, thinking we could stash him on the squad because yeah. we released – well, we didn't we, – we cut – however you want to look at it. We released mm -hmm. him because of a medical issue, and then right. – Seahawks took a flyer on that medical issue, and as soon as he was healed up, it was good, good to go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's what you were thinking about. I think that's where I was at. Yeah. Okay. So then this year, now again, they they had five. They let go of two. They moved on from two. They also drafted two. Maybe this position's already set. Maybe it's not as hard. Um, but let me let me give you the names of the players that I currently have, and you let me know how this matches up with yours. Sure. Uh, Brian Brody Calhoun. Yep. Mark Fields. 
Tim Harris Jr., Dante Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, Ken Webster, Kwan Williams, uh, Deamador Lenore. Uh, I think that's all I have. Yeah. And Thomas. Who? And and Thomas. Oh, Ambry Thomas. Ambry Tom. Why isn't he on this list? Because is he? Did he sign? It don't matter if he signed. Deamador is on. Well, you said well, the top depends. three didn't sign yet. Right. The top that's, three. Episodes. Wait. Hold on. Hold wait, on. Wait. He's hold four, on. wasn't he? Let me see something. Hold on. I'm going to the quarterback position. If I see what's his name, if I see Lance listed on here, I want to know why. Oh shit, Trey Lance is not listed on what I'm looking at. Right, because he hasn't signed his contract yet. Holy shit. So you shouldn't you should if you go to running back, Sermon shouldn't be on there either. If that's see. if that stays let's let's check true. it. We see Elijah, Wilson, Mostert, Hasty. Yeah, he's not on here. Calhoun. Oh, I mean Gallman. I mean Gallman. Yeah, so he's there. Okay, all right. So this is a, this is like the official. Oh, these are our guy. Oh shit, Breezy, you ain't. Why did you just pop yourself in, bro? Why, why? I, I didn't want to interrupt the conversation, y'all. Talk. I don't know what y'all talking about yet. I was gonna yeah, wait till I could have jumped. Like in double Dutch, bro. I'm I'm waiting my my turn. I gotta, <laughs> gotta jump in. Can you jump double Dutch? <laughs> yeah, I could jump double Dutch. For real, I, I grew up in the hood, dog. You, I you, did too. I yeah. never tried though. You, you never, never tried, tried double touch? Hey, Not man. one time. Not you one time. Girls wouldn't let him play. <laughs> nah, man. I the, since the girls played dodgeball, I was like, let, I might as well just try to see if I could jump in this rope, man. Uh, I'm, I'm hella is... competitive. I'd have got in there and shut them all down, but I, you know, it just you know, yeah, so, you know why I never tried it? Because when I watch people jump, other than when the girls like really start freaking it and start doing the hop, right? Both oh, feet yeah, up I, I can't do none of that. No, but see, when the, if it wasn't that hop. It always looked like they were a foot on the ground, and my brain couldn't wrap my, it's my mind around <laughs> how a foot is on the ground, and uh. the rope was going through under. Bro, I was lost. I, I would watch in just complete amazement, and then the girls where I'm from, like, so the Trenton had a, a drill team, right? Mm -hmm. And they would do these tricks where they would step back, and the rope would get, like, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they yeah. doing like these little scrunched up things and then right. they get closer together and then it's really wide but then they would do this speed thing like they start speed turning and you they feet just <laughs> yeah that it's a, it's a like, skill bro it's a yeah. it's a crazy it's a crazy they skill start set. doing like handstands and shit in there and everything like they bounce from the hands and feet I'm sorry we getting sidetracked I apologize so um, we got all thinned out there. That's the cleanest I've seen you in a while, man. Oh yeah, man. I, I I I was like, let me take this down a little bit, man. Still got the gray in there, but you know yeah, it's all good. Well, it doesn't go away, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse. Hey, some people like that, man. You'd be surprised, man. Uh, they like the salt and pepper, dog. Yeah, that's they, why they I don't do. mind. I like it. I'm. Like, it's gonna happen. Just let it go. Yeah. At least I still have hair, you know. So exactly. Let's rock it. Exactly. The dyes might thin that shit out, so be careful, man. Uh, but let me ask you this question, Wayne, and we're gonna get right back to uh to the show. Cool. Are you watching anything right now? No. Oh, I thought you'd be watching the Lakers. I was gonna get on you about that. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Nah, um, I, I'm definitely gonna have it uh keep keep it updated. I want to see what's going on. I, I don't know if they're losing yet, but uh, well, if you uh if you need updates, you let me know because I'm I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. Uh, no, nah, man, the Phoenix is up by one, man. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah. So, all right, let's get let's get back to this thing here. So, the the Forty Niners website is only listing people who have officially signed their contracts already 
and uh Ambry Thomas is not on here. Okay. That is very interesting to me. So again, uh Brian Brody Calhoun, Mark Fields, Tim Harris Jr., Dante Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, Ken Webster, Kwan Williams, and Diamador Lenore. I love his name. I love that man's name. Oh my goodness, I love it. All right. So we know Ambry Thomas is in the mix. We know he's going to get signed eventually. We, for, for what it's worth, we'll include him in this exercise here. Last okay. year, the Niners kept five. Uh, let's start with how many you think they keep this season. Let's start there. DBs? Mm-hmm. Corners. Just corners. Oh, corners. Mm-hmm. It, that's probably – I think the magic number is six. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think they go with six corners. You agree with that, Brian? You disagree? I do because I like I like I said I think I think that uh, ten for the secondary is the magic number, and so like I think that uh, you know last year they kind of went five and five and then moved Flanagan Fowles to the linebacker spot you know that kind of got shuffled a little bit, um, but uh, I think that six cornerbacks makes sense, especially with the group that we currently have. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I'm going to go with six, but probably for a different reason than what you guys are going. Um, my, my main reason is I, I have faith in five, uh, and that would be the three that they signed in the offseason of Rhett, Williams, and Mosley, mm-hmm. and then the two rookies. But because they are two rookies, I think they retain one veteran to be the backup. And so I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here uh, with my six. So I'll go first with my six, uh, and then you guys can you know jump in. And tell me if there's anything different. What, what are you doing? Do I, I'm waiting what, for you because I'm. A, I think I know where you're going. I'll be like, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I am doing. Yeah. You you know where I'm going, man. I got to represent for my Jersey boy. But I am going to go with uh, Jason Barrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Kwan Williams. I'm going to go with Amber Thomas. I'm going to go with Diamador Lenore, and I'm going to go with Dante Johnson. There it is. There it is. Those are the the six that I have making the roster. I think Dante Johnson, uh, he really showed something at the end of the year last year where he can back up all three corner positions and do it well. It's not just about being out there. Look, they can throw throw a a linebacker in at nickel if they wanted to, right? But it's about being able to hold your own. And this guy was playing well enough to hold off the likes of Emmanuel Mosley. And I'll be honest with you guys to add a little flavor to this. I think Mosley's on the bubble. I think if there's any competition, if there's anybody that's looking a little bit better, maybe somebody who brings something else in special teams. Now, Mosley is a hell of a gunner in special teams. I don't know that you're just coming in here taking his spot. Let me be clear here. I really, really like Emmanuel Mosley on special teams. And I love him when he's on as a corner. But uh, if there's anybody of those six players that I just named that's on the bubble, I have it as Emmanuel Mosley. So I can't wait to hear your guys uh, five or six, and, l- and let's see what you got. So I got the same six, but I'll expand a little bit on why. Um, and, and the fact that I think that while I did go with Dante Johnson, until we see what happens in training camp, I still feel like there might be a battle between Tim, him and Tim Harris. But, I, but we won't know that until camp kicks in, right? just to kind of see where things flow. But I give the edge to Dante based off of what he, just like you said, just what he did at the end of last year. He showed that he was versatile and not just versatile, good at certain, you know, those positions that we didn't expect him to be good in the slot. He actually turned out to be pretty good there, you know, or I didn't anyway. I didn't expect that. Um, And he held his own. But uh, so I have the same six guys. 
um, as you did. Okay. All right. Um, Marcus, uh, Jamar Taylor came in after K1 got injured. He wasn't part of the original 53. We are just talking from the aspect of the original 53 man roster. Jamar Taylor is not even on the team right now. Right. Uh, he was a one year, you know, from the injury, and then that was it. So uh, I didn't forget about him, but he just didn't make the original cut. And the only reason I'm using the original is just to go off of a guide of what they did last year. So you got the same people that I have, yep. right? Now, do you disagree with me on who the bubble guy is? No, I think that Dante is the bubble guy. I really do. I don't okay. think that Dante bumps Mosley, and I don't think there's anyone, unless, like I said, during training camp, that Tim Harris like just shocks the crap out of us because we haven't really got to see him play consistently for you know good period of time. Um Unless he does something miraculous, I don't think he's bumping anybody either. But I could see him and Dante having a bubble, having a fight, and then whoever loses that is going to end up on the practice squad, unless they go somewhere else. All right, Big Breezy, tell me what you got, Pauls. <laughs> I think I got the same. I got the same six. I, I I got the same six, and I'm with Brian. I I, I think Dante is always going to be the bubble guy because he's the guy that they know that they can get back. If something goes sour, nobody's probably going to pick him up, and he's a guy that they can go back and get um, that'll come back on the team with a new number. A dude has had more numbers than any 49er player in the history of 49ers. I do want to say that. So I I do agree that Dante did step up. He was able to play in the slot, like Mike said. He was also able to play outside, and so he could play inside, outside, and he should be able to by it's like his ninth, eighth year or something like that, right? And so I think it's the style of defense that the 49ers were playing, and it might suit him best. And so mm -hmm. if they continue to play that style of defense, it's a possibility that he makes. But we all the DBs that we have are man corners. Like they, they, they're all man corners. They're not zone guys. They like to play man, 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 man. And so – you know, just just to take a, a stab at um did you guys talk about the Akella Witherspoon comment earlier? What he's the we best not, one. But I did tell Cali that we were coming back to that. All right, and so and I and I wanted to bring that up because you know a lot of people are upset with uh with Akello for coming out saying like you know he's the best QB or or I mean the best DB out there, or whatever, or whatever, he whatever. Said when he was healthy, he was. And when, mm -hmm. yeah, right. And and so I I like I don't disagree with that because he was a lockdown cornerback when he was healthy. And I think I think when he got hurt, when he got injured and coming back, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, Richard Sherman put a little bit of you know, it's it's hard when you're playing with mentors, right? When you play with your mentors, pause, because like even I, when I go out there and I'm playing with legends, you know what I'm saying, on the stage, I'm a little timid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as great as people think I am, I'm a little timid. I hold a little bit back. I'm a little in my own head. I'm scared I might mess up. I'm scared I might do this. And so when Richard Sherman declared he was out for the rest of the season, <laughs> that boy stepped up. You know, he came back and took that. And so I, I do know he's with Seattle now. I will say he's going to be playing the best DB of his life now he's with Seattle because that's the one position Yes, Pete Carroll, that they coach well. Yeah, right, right. That's the one position. If it's nothing else, they coach DBs. Ask DJ Reed. Mm -hmm. now, and Brian, so I, I would say I would counter that with only that I don't agree that he was the best in the league when he was healthy. He may have been one of the top 10, top five cornerbacks, but he was not the best cornerback in the league. I don't think. 
I'm not going to tell you who I think is, but it wasn't a killer. I tell you this. I will tell you. I I will tell you this from research, from research, because I will. You you guys, you guys are aware. I've had this uh, riff against PFF when they don't agree with something that I think. And I make it a point to go back and look. It's not just um, all FPFF, right? When they when they support what I say or whatever, I'll, I'll mention it. But when I think that they're way off, I have no problem saying, "Hey, they're way off." Like, but they weren't. But they weren't way off, and, Mike. No, 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 he, no. Because no. be, go ahead, go ahead. What, I, what I'm saying is, so uh, think about our Super Bowl year. Those first three games, Tampa Bay. Um, Damn, it was two road games. Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and um, And the Steelers. Yes, and then the Steelers. He was the best cornerback on the field. He was the best cornerback in the league at that time because I remember that one of those games, it might have been the first game of the season, he had a grade of something crazy like 76. It might have been the Tampa Bay game. Now think about who he was going against. Mike Evans, Goodwin, and there was another dude that they had over there. But he he was, when I say locking him down, bro, he had one catch for like seven yards. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I look at, uh, I went and looked at uh, Ramsey. I went and looked at the guys that they had ranked higher than them. And the stats were just way different, way different. And so that's when I really started saying, okay, nah, Spoon is the best guy in the league right now. Right now. I, I think. I disagree with and yeah. I And I get why people disagree. Spoon, I don't. So I do, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because in the league, Never. because Spoon struggled in zone coverage. So let's not let you saying no, but he did, Mike. He's giving up touchdowns and zone coverage, bro. You I don't care what, what you said. say, bro. You if you go back and, and I, what you have to listen to what he said. Don't don't listen to what I'm saying. I don't care what he said neither. He struggled he, in no, zone no, no, coverage. No, no. The whole goddamn 49ers DB University back there were struggle in zone coverage. They yeah. they they don't grasp the concept of zone. His comment was when I am healthy, when I was healthy, I was the best DB in the league. I'm, now I'm, you guys know that I have I, got, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm talking about right. now. Let's talk about the coverages that they had to play. Now, in man coverage, that's what I think he's going to be playing in Seattle. Watch him be great. When the 49ers play man, when he was playing and locked up on his side of the field and playing man, he was great at the end of the season, correct? He was then giving up any passes beyond the yard. He might have gave up stuff that were coming. At the end of the year, too, though. They played the majority of man defense, bro. That's when we kept saying they're going to be making the switch. Like, are we forgetting that? We kept saying they're going to be making the switch. And so they were playing a lot of man coverage. Emmanuel Mosley, good man corner. You put him in zone, he struggles in space. Like a lot of the DBs on the on of the 49ers struggle in space, man. And I think they might be switching to this particular type of man zone, whatever. And so I like our cornerbacks in that. And I like I, I brought all this to bring this back into full circle and saying I like Dante Johnson. But you drafted two cornerbacks, and I think that's why he's on the bubble. And so you got two cornerbacks you're going to sign that you drafted. You got the other three that are going to start. And so that leaves him to be the guy on the bubble, if that makes sense. Hey, let me ask you guys this question. All right. Let's say Diamandur Lenore looks really, really, really good in practice. Is it possible the Niners don't ever let him touch the field in preseason, cut him, and then stash him? That way, nobody has seen him. I don't, no, I don't think they do that. I, I don't think they should do that, but it's possible. 
Let's not act like the 49ers don't do silly stuff like that. They don't also, want their commodities to get away. Both <laughs> of this, them, but more so because I because okay. I'm an Oregon fan. He is overly aggressive. Yes. And so he's going to have to dial that shit back if he wants to be really successful. He's going to have to find I shouldn't just say dial it back. He's going to have to find a happy medium, right? In order to be successful in the NFL. Otherwise, he's going to get torched over and over again. So he's going to have to learn how to his choose choose his when he's going to be aggressive and not aggressive better than he did when he was in Oregon. I'm not saying he wasn't good when he was in Oregon. He was a great cornerback while he was there. But he was many times overly aggressive, missed assignments, and then got burnt. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here, okay, so I have to address the comment on the screen. I ha- I'm going to keep saying this as long as people don't understand. One, he said, when I was healthy. That doesn't mean every time I was on the field. There's a big, big difference. And you guys know for a fact that I have inside information on Akella Witherspoon. Stuff that I am not allowed to say, stuff that I am allowed to say, and vice versa. You guys know that. Now, number one, DK did not cook Akella Witherspoon. Ever. Ever. Okay? He might have had a couple of catches, but that was it. Okay? Now, if you want to really talk about it, when they benched him, and put Mosley in, Mosley was getting cooked by DK. But everybody remembers that one pass breakup in the in the end zone, and they say, oh, Mosley's the guy, Mosley's the guy. You Go back and watch the film. I'm not going to argue about that. The, th- the thing that happened with Diggs when he fell, that's all on him. And they pulled him in that game against the Vikings also. And that's what led uh, to Mosley starting the rest of the postseason and in the Super Bowl and all that. That also, I don't, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish your thought. Because I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. Well, and the other thing is him saying when I was healthy, I believe in that same statement, he said something along the lines of there were injuries that people didn't know about. He played through a lot of injuries because of how he was viewed by the coaching staff. They kept challenging him. And if he said, I, I can't do or I don't feel whatever, they held that against him. Right. So the big debate that happened again in that Miami game, right? Why isn't he starting? Why isn't he starting? And then uh, what, what's the what's the dude's name that got cooked on those three plays? And then Spoon went in, right? You guys remember that? You guys remember that game, right? The three big plays against Miami, they they torched us, and then Spoon came in. They finally pulled that kid that they had just signed, and right. they put Spoon in. Allen. And, Brian uh, Allen, there you go. Brian Allen, that's his name. And then all all that deep shit stopped right away. Okay, the story that you guys may not know, and I don't know if I, I see. I'm gonna get in trouble if I. Fuck it. He's not on this team no more. I don't care. The story that you guys don't know, uh, you guys hear Shanahan saying that, oh, we went to Spoon and he said he wasn't ready. That's not what happened. Spoon went in and begged to start. He went in and begged to start, and they said, no, we got this guy. He's like, coach, he doesn't know the book the way that, that I do. He doesn't know the plays the way that I do. Hey, don't worry about it. We got it. That was Shanahan's decision, not Sala, not the DB coach. That was Shanahan's decision. Well, but at that point, we knew Akella was already in Shanahan's doghouse anyway. Right. But that and that's why he is afraid to say, I'm hurt. I'll play through it. So you guys can connect these dots yourself. You don't need me to tell you this. okay? but what I'm saying is uh, Shanahan tried to paint this picture where Spoon didn't want to go in. And we said, hey, this guy is so bad. We really need you to come in here and play. And then the fans got mad at him. Well, why weren't you in there the whole time? I'm not giving you guys an opinion. I am giving you facts, stuff that I wasn't allowed to say at the time. Okay, so you can connect these dots yourself. If he was so injured and he couldn't play, why did the team all of a sudden feel comfortable pulling Brian Allen and putting him back in there? Think about that for a second. Just think about that for a second. 
If this guy is so injured that he couldn't play, why would you put him in there after Brian Allen gets burned? That means that he was healthy enough to play. So that means that his story about saying, hey, I want to play, let me go, and then them saying, no, we got this, and then when they realize, oh, shit, we don't got this, get out there. That The dots connect themselves. They connect right. themselves. And then when he did get pulled for Mosley, I think, or I think it was Mosley when Mosley went out there, first thing he said was, how can I help on special teams, right? Exactly. I mean, the guy's Thank a team you. player. Thank you. you know? But mm-hmm. what I was going to say was uh, when you look at Seattle's secondary right now, right, given the statistics that Akella was able to put up when he was allowed to play, and which PFF ended up ranking him fairly high, I believe, like seven or something like that overall as the as a uh, as a cor- as the cornerback within the league, mm-hmm. uh, with what? And I don't know because maybe you know who who they have on both sides after all the changes. I haven't looked at Seattle's roster recently, but um, I'm assuming he's going to be their cute. Uh, there's their number one, right? That's why they brought him in there is to be their number one. Yeah. No. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know their roster well enough to say that. Okay. And his, his contract doesn't suggest number one, just so you know. Well, I don't think a lot of people's contracts this year suggest anything just because of the money that was available. Very, very good point. Very good point. But, uh, the point that I was going to make or ask you about, I guess, or both of you about is when you look at Akello and then you look at BA, our number one receiver, I don't think Akello's beating. He's not a lot. He's not going to beat. I don't feel like. I feel like Ayuk's going to beat him. Ayuk will beat Akello. Ayuk wasn't. Okay, that's possible. That's possible. Ayuk wasn't the number one of. Okay. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. All right, never mind. I'm going to say okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just. I'm asking the I, question. Like, if do you do you agree or do you not agree that you think do you think I that Akello's going to be able to lock down BA? I, I don't have to agree or disagree because I'm a Niners fan. I hope he cannot lock down anybody on the scene because we have to play him twice a year this year. Right. So let me be very maybe clear. He, he my, might be injured. My, huh? He said maybe he might be injured. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. But my my I my allegiances are with the 49ers. I want Debo, Hurd, Richie James, Ayuk. I, I, I want them to smoke Akello's boot when we play him. Let, let's be very very clear here. But what I can say definitively is that I have seen Akello up against our number one guy multiple times, and that number one guy couldn't do anything. That's all that that's all I can say on it. That's all I can say. And I will say I did at the time our number one guy was not Brandon Ayuk. Let me let me make that clear also. Yeah. Let me make that clear. That was last year. We're talking about this season. Right, right. So that's the yeah. So I just want I just wanted to be clear there. Um, now let me all right. So uh both of both of you guys had Johnson as the as the bubble guy, right? Yes, sir. So let's 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 do this and then we'll wrap this whole thing up here. Um, if you look at the roster here, can you guys try to pick a sleeper? Somebody that may surprise you. Now, Brian, you kind of did it. You said if uh Yeah, I was going to go like with Tim Harris, world, too, but... man. I, I kind of want to see what this kid can bring to the to the table, man. I, I mean, think at this point, Tim Harris is the is the Jalen Hurd of the defense. <laughs> like, we need to see what he can <laughs> we do. We need to see him. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, man. I mean, we need. We, he's been hurt. Like ever since yeah. he's been acquired, he's been hurt, man. And so we don't, 
We don't know what he's going to bring. What type of cornerback is he going to be? I would like. I, I'm hoping he gets all the reps in 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 spring training and and you know when training camp starts and and things like that. Because I want to see this dude play in preseason football and see if he can go out there and be and be healthy. Same thing with Jalen Hurd, man. I know that they're keeping him and stashing him on the side at these OTAs, but come training camp. It's, it better be no holes barred with this kid, man. It ain't no go lackadaisical. Let this go guy go out there and get all those tough mental snaps and physical reps, man, because come season ain't no time to be pussyfooting around. Like, they need to be in shape. Whip them ankles, whip them ACLs, whip all them body parts into shape, man. That's what they got to do. That's the issue. That's why guys keep getting these crazy injuries, man. And so I want to see Tim Harris. I think he's going to be – the guy that we've just never seen before. I do think that the, I I I do think that Ambry Thomas may be starting opposite Jason Verrett, though. All right, I'm done. I, I'm good with that. I mean, that's I, I agree. That that's a definite, definite possibility, and I would roll with that too. I'd be fine with that happening. I'm actually hoping for that. Either Ambry Thomas or Dante Johnson to be starting opposite. I like that breezy. I like that, bro. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so I got to stop reading the comments because I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble, and I can't. So uh, that's I, th- I think I think that's going to do it. As far as my sleeper, uh, I, I want to agree with you guys with Tim Harris, um, but I'm gonna I think I think I'm going to say Mark Fields. I think I'm going to say Mark Fields just because I don't know anything about this young man, um, and this team has they, they find these guys who are under the six foot line. But they're aggressive as hell. They're like like little like pit bulls, just like I want it, and they're on them, right? I mean, like you look at Jason Verrett, right? He's the five ten guy, okay? Uh, you you look at you look at um, uh, Mark Fields. He's he's also five ten. Uh, but th- this team seems to like find these guys. K1 Williams five nine. They, w- when they go under the six foot mark, those guys are usually like the really aggressive guys in coverage. Like what Breezy was saying, those are the guys that stick to their man. You know what I'm saying? Like hip to hip. You know what I'm right. saying? What, what's what's the term that they say? Dick to hip or something like that? That's what they. That's the that's term what? they. <laughs> well, yeah. But and so this guy is also one of those guys under six feet. Where they're saying that hey, it's not about the the, the physical structure, it's about what you can do. And I think I think I don't know anything about him. I think Mark Fields is here for a reason. I think that they saw something that they liked, but his frame or his physical structure might not be what they were their ideal uh look is so i think mm-hmm. i want to see what he can do uh but i i agree with you guys if i'm being completely honest i think tim harris is the uh is the is the one to really watch to see if he if he changes that that six man that we that we picked on here so um that's it i mean i i don't have much else any any final thoughts guys let's let's go home man let's go yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, OTAs, man. It, it's it's a good thing, man. These guys are getting out there, getting acquainted with one another, learning each other. And they're going to have, what, another 40 days off soon? <laughs> like, they're going to have some time apart, man. And then they're going to have to come back together when training camp starts. What, in July, I think? When does when training camp officially start? July? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. But they'll get, they'll get back in there and... You know, like I said, man, um, these guys got to get whipped into shape, man. I'm glad we're not really sitting here talking about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, we already know where that's going, like somewhere in the, you know, the near future. Um, and so Jimmy better be out there 
putting out his best work because I guarantee you that boy will be sitting on the sideline at some point this season, if not traded. And as far as, you know, I, I really, I'm really excited to see what these wide receivers are going to be bringing to the table. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who the, huh? Sorry, June 18th. I didn't want to cut June 18th. Okay. Oh, I'm really excited to see what these wide receivers are going to be bringing to the table, you know, regardless if, if it's Jimmy G or, or Trey Lance throwing ball. And what are your thoughts on George Kittle and his comment, man? I, I, that's something that I know you guys got to go, but, you know, he said that Trey Lance threw, you know, a pass that, you know, most quarterbacks, you know, he, he made a read that most quarterbacks don't even make that read. It was like the last read in the thing and was yeah. some type of out route, right? And so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, he's, he just, he's bigging up this rookie quarterback, man. Is that a down shot or down point? I think this is going to be an awesome year for him to sit behind Jimmy and learn. I know you don't like that, Wayne, but that's just my thought process. I really think that Jimmy's going to be here until Jimmy gets injured. No, no, no. But I don't think he's asking Jimmy versus Lance. It was the it was the Kittle comment. It was the comment about about Kittle making about Trey Lance about him making a specific throw that Jimmy can't make. And so, like, my question is. I didn't interpret it that way, but that, that's okay. Oh, okay. So, I mean, how did you interpret it? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't the think I, I the in the interview I didn't hear him say anything about comparing him not being able to right. do something. He said he was able to do things that most rookies aren't be able to do, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't interpret it the same way. I mean, if that's the way you took it, then that's fine. And then I just didn't take it that. Well, way. he didn't name he didn't name a quarterback and hearsay, and he did put him in a class of rookies, but. I'm just saying, like he's making throws that it, it sounds like George Kittle said he's making throws that he's haven't he hasn't seen before. Like you know what I'm saying? And so, like, is that a big up to Trey Lance or is that a shot at Jimmy? It, it could be. We don't. I, I don't know. wasn't there. <laughs> like so, I don't. I, you know, I didn't, didn't see it. I don't know exactly which what he's talking about. You know, yeah. Like so, in in the interview, he did say. I think there was some fluff and I think there was some truth in there. And you got to kind of decipher between and Brian, you like watching pressers and, and doing the thing that I do also. Um, I think, I think there was some fluff in what he was saying because the comment that he made was uh, there was a play and, and he went through the reads and he found like the very last guy on the read. Right. Where he normally like normally quarterbacks, uh, rookie quarterbacks won't be able to do something like that. Uh, he did go on to say that uh, Trey Lance, uh, looks more advanced than any rookie quarterback he's ever seen. And this is where you have to kind of like cipher through the BS versus the real, right? How many rookie quarterbacks has George Kittle ever played with? Bethard? That's <laughs> it. That, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it is literally just one. So you have to throw that out. However, he did bring up that play for a reason. He did bring up this play where he went through all the reads and found this guy in the back corner. Okay. One uh, of his guys. It was Peterson, and right? Then, and then and then he completed the pass also. It wasn't just something that, oh, you found the guy and you attempted the throw. It was that he actually found him and delivered a catchable ball in that moment. And so right. uh when when I when I went through it, it I didn't I did not take it as a knock on Jimmy. I didn't take it as um, you know, this is the best rookie that he's ever played with. I thought that it was saying, like, hey. I like what this kid brings to the table. And I did, Breezy, I, I did think that that, was, that meant a little something extra because we know that Kittle has been going to bat publicly for Jimmy since forever. Right. Now, right. It's just like, it's like it, you guys, 
are missing that. <laughs> well, not you, Mike, but he 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 rarely speaks highly of others. You know what I'm saying? And for him to to big up this guy yeah. was kind of dope. I th- I thought that was pretty cool. Like you know, I think the guys are if even if Jimmy is the starter, I think the guys are accepting. You know that Trey Lance is going to be the future. Like I, I, I think, think they, they understand it. This is definitely a business. That's the direction this is going. And unless it, right now it's all on Jimmy. It's on Jimmy to prove that he is that the yeah. team made a bad decision and you need to stick with me. That that's his job at this point, right? So he's going to yeah, do everything he, he can this off season to make that happen. To try to work himself into a long. Not trying. I'm not comparing the two. I'm not comparing mm-hmm. the two. Not those two. What I'm about to say, I'm not comparing the two, but the situation with Montana and Young, where you you had this, or Favre and Rogers, where you had this guy who's sitting there for five years waiting for his turn. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to progress into that situation, but that's the only way Jimmy gets to stay here is if he is able to prove the team wrong, which gives Trey nothing but more time to get better and better and better, so that when he takes over, he's ridiculous. But I don't think that's going to happen anyway. I think Jimmy's out of here next year, regardless of what happens. And I'm, I'm perfectly mm. fine with that. And if Inji, if he gets injured this year, I'm perfectly fine with Trey taking over because, you know, they went and chose him for a reason, right? And I, I think that he, he's going to do that. But I want to give Trey as much time as possible to be as NFL, not just ready, like I'm saying something that some media guy said. I'm saying, like, this guy grasps the book. He is ready to ro- not just roll. He's ready to fucking win a Super Bowl. Like, let's go. You know, I-, I want him to be as close to being able to do that as possible before he has to take the reins of this team. You know that I, I know we got to go, Brian, but you're saying such good stuff that I, I feel like I got to respond to. If you have to go, then you, you it's not I have to go. It's just like I told you I can only sit for so no, long. I know. Right? You know, <laughs> like but I'm you, getting you, antsy now. <laughs> you're saying such good stuff. Like I got I got to respond to it. Right. I think that the expectations for Trey Lance, this is going to sound crazy, right? I think the expectations for Trey Lance are higher than the expectations for Jimmy Garoppolo because the team gave up a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. He did what he did. We saw the pros. We saw the cons. and We saw everything in between. We see the injuries and all that stuff. We gave up a lot more to acquire this guy. And so I understand exactly what Brian is saying. Like, when he hits the ground, we don't need him to hit the ground running. We need him to hit the ground rolling. Like in, in a machine that is ready to go, right? I completely understand what you're saying. Um, but to to go back to what Breezy was talking about, I think that comment, I think that comment meant something. And I'm not gonna say that he thinks that he's better than Jimmy. I'm not gonna say that he thinks he's worse than Jimmy. I, that, like that's baby. not it. It was it was what Breezy said at the very end, right? Breezy said that I think that the guys understand the situation. This team, the team, not not George Kittle. This team understands that this is a competition and they are preparing themselves mentally to ride with whoever the coaches choose. That is huge because let me tell you that this was a big, big thing when the team traded up. You guys got to remember this. When the team traded up, they said they called Jimmy right away. Hey, we're about to do something here. Prepare for this. Mentally prepare for what we are about to do. Mm. Right? They hadn't selected a quarterback yet. There was a month and a half before the actual pick, right? But they had to prepare this guy for what was coming his way. Hey, we are about to do something, and this is for your position. Okay, just be clear here, right? If they had to call the player, the one player at that position to prepare him for that, 
Imagine what they think the effects are on the rest of the locker room. They don't want it to be a split locker room, right? right. We know for a fact, because it, Joe Staley has come out and said it, that when the team went from Alex Smith to Cap, Staley was like, hey, psst, the concussion's over for Alex. He should be back in here. Staley has come out and confirmed this, that mm-hmm. he was saying, hey, when's Alex getting back in? And the team was like, yeah, he's not. And Staley had a problem with that. Not that he had a problem with playing. Not that he didn't want Cap to succeed, but it was Alex never lost his job. Alex just got hurt. When are you putting him back in? And that can cause a rift in the locker room. What Kittle's comment said to me was, there is no rift. You guys go out there and play, and we are 100% with whoever is the guy behind center. I thought that was a huge statement from a leader on the team. And I think that's what Breezy was asking us to kind of decipher and break down. It shows the mentality of that team. You know, they understand. They want to win. They're going to do whatever and support whomever to to win, you know, Mm -hmm. which is great because I'm not a fan of individual players. I'm a fan of this team winning and whoever's makes this, whoever's the best possibility for this team to win now. I want to preface that with I'm always preparing for the future. That's why I wanted the offensive line addressed. But I still am in always in win now mode. So whoever on the team makes them the most competitive to be champions. That's who, you know, I am a Niners fan. I'm not a, a Kittle fan. I'm not a Garoppolo fan. I'm not a Warner fan or a Bosa fan. Those guys are great to have on the team. And I love it because they're going to make the 49ers champions someday soon, hopefully. I think it might be this year, man. I'm not going to. So. <laughs> hey, let me ask you guys this question really quick. And I don't know the answer. I'm not looking it up or anything like that. Um, Tony, see, you, you jumped in late, man. I had a cigar for most of the show. Uh, I just finished it. But let me ask you guys this question. How long, and I don't know the answer to this, how long did Steve Young sit behind Joe Montana before he started? I think Brian was talking about this earlier, and and that was a question I wanted to ask you guys. I don't have the exact number on the top of my head, but I thought it was like four years. Three years, four years, something like that. I feel like you guys, like <sighs> – Steve Young wasn't great. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know what Steve Young, yeah, I remember watching, but when Steve Young came to the 49ers, he was fucking garbage. When he came here from Tampa, yes. Yeah, and it took him a minute. Like, Steve Bono was better than Steve Young. I remember the third-string quarterback coming in the game doing better than Steve Young. And then mm-hmm. I think what happened was, they they started to switch up the style on some on the offense and they started to rock with this southpaw quarterback, right? Like right. they started they to let him to, they played to his strengths. Yeah, like and then once the league realized Steve Young was this guy, he can scramble, he could do this, he could do the league didn't know what to do, and that opened up the game for Steve Young. And so that's why Steve Young to me struggled. And so I think if we we should have a much better play caller, coach, whatever that should be able to recognize when it's time. You know what I'm saying? Because I I I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's on this team, I definitely believe in him. I'm not gonna sit here and say it that I don't. I think that Kyle Shanahan is gonna continue to work to Jimmy's strength. I don't think Jimmy will get much better than what we saw in 2019. Is that I fear that I feel like I that's fair with that at all, and I feel like that's fair to say. You know what I'm saying? I disagree with that. You can disagree. I, I love disagreeing. 
Yeah, Brian's got to get off his ass, and Mike is going to disagree. So we're going to stay on the show longer. Let's talk for three more hours. I can't, man. I can't do it. No, no, we, we're going to go. We're going to go. But let's we're save that go. for another show. All right, let's yeah. save that for the next show. All right, and let's pick up where we left off on the next. Can, show. We, can we do a show this weekend, guys? Can Can the three of us agree to do a show this weekend? I ain't, man. It's Memorial I can't Day agree weekend. Anything. It's Memorial weekend, man. I, I I don't know when I might be available. Okay. All right, I'm on call too, so I don't know when I'm going to be available either. <laughs> My man said I almost spoke blasphemy. Steve Young was hot garbage on a plate. Yeah, that cat couldn't. That's, that's why I threw out the, the Favre and, and Rogers also, because it was the same scenario. You had this guy you expected to come in and be fire, but you had a guy who was already great. So, and that was a trade. Nobody expected Young to be fire, though. That's the, that's the I difference. I understand, but I'm just saying you had someone that. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm I'm saying you're, you're stacking players like they have right now. They're in an amazing situation having Garoppolo and uh, Trey Lance here. So let's give Trey as much time to be as prepared as he freaking can be so that he can be the stellar athlete we all hope that he is. See, I agree with that. But I also agree with letting this young man rumble, man. Like I'm excited I, I, to see it, too. And so I think he has certain he just he's equipped with certain things other players just aren't at the quarterback position. I know we've seen Lamar Jackson's and we've seen, you know, Josh Allen's and we've seen all that type of stuff. So I do agree. You you want to make sure he has every accessible tool in his tool belt before he goes out there. I'm with that. That's why Jimmy's still here. That's, it. That's, that's exactly why Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Not because he's better than Trey Young. I mean, Trey, Trey Young. Trey Lance. Trey, <laughs> Trey Young got spit on the other night, yo. Speaking of Trey. We've really been watching too much basketball, basketball. bro. I, yo, it's basketball season, man. It ain't football season. And so. Pay attention to the players tonight. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. And so um, all I'm saying is Trey Lance has some things that we, we've never seen before. And yes, I'm and you know, and I'm anxious to see what's gonna happen. But I do agree with Brian. I, I I want him to be ready, but like only Kyle Shanahan knows right. when he's ready, you know. And so like that's what sucks. But we're gonna have to sit there and live with it now. If I if Ice Trey comes out there, T R E Y, and Jimmy Garoppolo is struggling, you put this kid in the game, and sometimes you need a spark. You know what I'm saying to like change the 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 flow of the your, your team, and I think Trey is going to end up be, being that spark. But I, I do believe I, in Jimmy Garoppolo. I do I don't believe know if I said, it, said it correctly earlier, but I know that I talked about it in the in our chat. You know, if Trey beats out Jimmy in camp for QB one, mm-hmm. I'm fully on board with that. But I still don't see Jimmy going anywhere this year. No, because it's too late, the best man. Available backup. That we can have if that's what happens. Dude, Ron said I look like a kicker. Y'all was a linebacker. I was a linebacker and a fullback in high school, man. You got Ron, you talking about Ron Washington? Yeah, he said I look he, like a kicker. He's been trolling all night, bro. I don't I don't know who the fuck this dude is, man. Oh, okay. He he called us so-called experts. Meanwhile, we never said nothing about being experts on anything. I'm not, not, I'm not an expert. I don't have a degree in expertism. Yeah, we're just some dudes who love talking about football and we That's analyze right. shit way too much. Hey, thanks <laughs> for tuning in, Ron Washington. We truly appreciate you, right, bro. Right. Oh, see, what Breezy? That's my boy is coming along. Usually, I will cuss you to f out. Cuss your ass. Oh out, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, three weeks ago, you was getting cussed out, but now I'm getting. 
we gonna end it on that. My man, growth, the growth. I love it. That's what I'm breezy, man. <laughs> Let's go. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. We don't have any final thoughts for tonight. We've been on for about 15 minutes too long. I want to thank you guys, you gentlemen, for rocking with me as long as you guys did. Ryan, I'm sorry to make you sit through as much of the show as you had to. Uh, Breezy, thanks for jumping in here and making the show live. You know, you brought up the topic that uh, I was saving for later, and, and you know, you, you brought it home, man. So I really, really appreciate it. Exactly, Vader. Breezy, the professional. I'm you know learning. What I'm that's it. He's not Touché. an expert. He's a professional. And you're right. You're right, G Rod. There's no. We're there's no need to you, curse, bro. man. Uh, there, there's no need. There is all it is is negative energy coming out my mouth, man. And so I'm trying to save, save my tongue for other things. Well, you live in the house of Rome. You know, you're gonna have that little guy's gonna be following you everywhere, and bro. That everything you do <laughs> you should see me yo when uh you know how sometimes you uh you'll put on a video and you don't know you didn't screen the video first and the first thing that come out the video especially on snapchat uh, on uh tiktok it'd be like mother so he walked in the room right yesterday and i didn't realize it was gonna do that and so he looked at me and laughed and said dad what did he say and i said i don't know I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> it was beeped out. I have no idea. It wasn't beeped out. That's oh, my point. Oh my God. I just didn't want to say it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. We going home, man. Guys, thanks again. Uh, everybody out there in the chat, we really, really I agree, you guys. Make sure you guys hit that like, subscribe button. Breezy, I'm going to give you the floor to tell them about your uh, Visa gift card opportunity. Oh. All right. There, and then we're going to go home. That'll be your final thought to wrap up the show. And then we're going home. Perfect. Listen, uh, if, a lot of people probably don't understand what's going on with like the, the nitty gritty Niners thing. Right. And so I think a lot of people are like, you know, we're not doing we, we are doing nitty gritty Niners. We're going hard with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what <laughs> I was what I this guy, man, got to get this guy mine out the gutter. But what I was uh, directed to do is because since I'm doing so many things, you know what I'm saying? I, it was told to to brand me and put everything up under my brand. And so that's why you guys are seeing the facelift of the Wayne Breezy and the brand being that. But Nitty Gritty Niners is right under that. It's my baby. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it's going strong. And, and thank you guys. So what we're doing at Nitty Gritty Niners is we're giving out a $100 Visa gift card. And the reason why it's a Visa gift card and not a jersey or anything like that is because I do music. I do I do video games. I do whatever. So you can take the gift card and use it on whatever it is you choose to be. Now, how do you get the gift card? Super simple. You go to Wayne Breezy, YouTube.com, YouTube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. You subscribe to the channel. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to it. Listen, Nitty Gritty Niners is right on there. If that's the only reason why you want to subscribe, be my guest. But you're going to also be open up to the music side of me, the video game, the production side, all the stuff that Wayne Breezy does. And so that's why we're asking you to subscribe. Now, when we get to the 1,000th subscriber, we're going to take all the names that commented giveaway under one of their videos. Videos that they like. Make sure you comment giveaway. You have to like the video, comment giveaway after Under any subscribe. video, right? After any one of the videos. You know what I'm saying? If you're a 49ers fan, maybe you'll comment on 49ers. We had a lot of people watching my movie reviews. Thank you. Thank you, 49ers fans. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's the 49ers fans that's really doing it. And I gotta get on the Celtics people and, and whatever else I'm doing. But shout out to you guys. I really big you up. And so hopefully one of you win. Now the giveaway name will be random and it will be on the episode of Nitty Gritty Niners when when we make that 1,000 subscribers. So whenever we do it, that Monday, we would determine the winner randomly. It would be by done by a computer, not breezy. All your names are going to the random generator, and whichever one comes out on top is the winner. Am I excluded from participating? 
Of course you're not excluded. Did you subscribe? What the f- I got? I subscribe. If you subscribe. And so here's the cool thing about subscribing. If you already subscribe, just go and like a video and comment giveaway. And then all the names are going into the generator. See, it's for the old and the new. Now, can you please get somebody new to subscribe? That's the question. Uh, And so hopefully you guys can. Man, I'm 100 and do the math, Mike. I'm at 842. I need 158. You need 158. Yes. I need 158 more subscribers for monetization, guys. Please help. Let's make it happen, guys. Let's make it happen. That's going to do it for us here tonight, man. Uh, Two things before we get out of here. One, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Make sure you guys go out there if you need help. If you know someone who is going through something, reach out to them. Check on your friends, weak or strong. Everybody needs to be checked on. Mental health is not a joke. It's not a game. And Mm. with that being said, prayers and condolences out to the families who have lost someone, especially going on in Santa Clara, in our backyard, where we broadcast to. Uh, We heard about the tragedy that has been happening over there. We want everybody to know that Nothing But Niners has your back. Uh, Make sure you guys are keeping everybody uplifted in prayer, thought, good vibes, whatever it is that you believe in. Send the positivity that way. They need it right now. The uh, San Jose community is under attack, and we want to make sure that you guys all feel uplifted and supported. Uh, We've got your back, okay? If there's anything that we can do to help the community, reach out to us. You guys see the Twitter handles of everybody on this show right here. We also have nothing but nine ERS, so make sure you guys reach out to us and let us know. We have your guys' backs, okay? So that is it. Uh, Thank you all for rocking with us tonight. We're going to get up out of here, and I'm going to point us out. You guys ready? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. Peace out, y'all. Mahalo.